Hey everybody and welcome to DCI number 24. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. In this episode, Brian and I got to talk to Adam Ellsworth of 8-Bit Lit to discuss the question block lamp. It's a lamp shaped like a block with a question mark on it. Very reminiscent of a certain block that an Italian plumber might punch to get mushrooms or flowers or you know other things that are going to give him superpowers. Unfortunately, these blocks don't give you superpowers. They give you light instead. Something probably, you know, kind of useful. Uh, anyway, so we, we discuss uh, the Kickstarter process. We discuss uh, getting through U.S. Customs, things like that. It was a really great interview. Had a lot of fun talking about it. Uh, this one is kind of short and sweet. Uh, that's because Adam was literally waiting on his flight to go meet U.S. Customs to get your question block lamps here so that you can actually get them so you should tell him thank you you should tell him thank you anyway if you want to find out more about dark station you can do that at darkstation.com if you want to subscribe to us on twitter we are darkstation underscore com if you'd like to subscribe to us on itunes we are the dark cast while you're there give us a review let us know what you think of the show and finally if you want to shoot us an email you can do that at podcast at darkstation.com and for more information about 8-bit lit or the question block lamp then check out the links in the show notes to this episode as always, thanks for listening. Now on with the show. Thank you for joining us on the Dark Cast. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Excellent, uh, well, actually. Very, Hello? very good. Uh, I think we've we probably have a little bit of a Skype lag that that oh, to happen. So uh, it'll be fine. Everything, like I said, records on my end. So uh, if you're a little bit of out of sync, it's not like it's going to get too screwed up because uh, it'll be however out of sync it is on my end. So generally, that's not too bad. Uh, anyway, uh, who, who do we have the pleasure of speaking to today? So my name is Adam Ellsworth. I'm uh, one of the founders of 8-Bit Lit, which is uh, a company we make, we make video game-inspired uh, lamps called the Question Block Lamp. It's a, it's a touch-sensitive, interactive lamp that, that brings back a lot of childhood nostalgia for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So how long uh, – so you said you're a co-founder. Um, what, what all does that kind of entail so um, I actually do a lot of the work. My my co-founder Brian is he works at Square, which is the the credit card reading company, and he actually just had his third kid. So he's the he's the EE brains behind. He does a lot of electronics design and, and stuff like that. But um, I've I've taken the the lead on most of the project as he's pretty wrapped up with with three kids and uh, and a full time job. Sure. Yeah. That's... I can understand that. We just had our third, and he's currently oh, running around with the second one upstairs. <laughs> Very nice. I completely understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's why I do all of the podcast editing, being single <laughs> and no kids. Uh... <laughs> Makes sense, for sure. Yep. Uh, so where are you guys uh, located? We're located in San Francisco. Um, there, We have an office in a place called Tech Shop, which um, is a... It's a community workspace where you have a lot of access to cool tools like laser cutters and 3D printers, and uh, and we have an office based out of there. 
Very cool. Very cool. Did you see the, uh, this is random, and I know it's totally going to get us off topic. Did you see the thing about the 3D printed bio shoes yesterday? I did guy not. In Tell England me about them. So a guy in England has figured out how to use protocells uh, with a 3D printer to make shoes that you'll be able to put in a solution at night, and they will repair themselves. It's not supposed to be on the market for another, like, 25 years. But did you say proto cells? What was that? What was that term that you used? Uh, proto cells. I'm I have no idea what that actually means uh, okay. because I was a writing major in college, not science. But it sounds awesome. So that is very cool. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Awesome sounding. I, I'll do I'll do some research into that. That sounds like a pretty <laughs> pretty neat pretty neat product. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, how long have you guys actually been around? So the the whole idea came together at a Christmas party, 2011. So it's been it's been like exactly two years, um, almost to the day. Wow! Well, happy anniversary for thought and Thank Sunday. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so the 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 reason why I guess this is a good anniversary is we we have a, a big container load of lamps. It's three thousand lamps, and then we have a about. 1400 stands that go along with them and they have been parked at u.s customs in los angeles for the last two weeks and they just released uh two hours ago which is why i'm i'm talking to you from an airport right now because i'm on my way down to meet the container awesome was there out of curiosity was there a problem with the lamps (laughs) no it it actually wasn't the lamps it was the fact that we were a first-time shipper so this is something that um Um. i i this is something that a lot of people who make a product for the first time um, come across is that it's this random check that's on kind of on paper. It's supposed to be random, but if you look at the trends, basically anybody who's shipping for the first time is, is more likely to get pegged. So we just, we got a, we got this secondary exam and that, that held us up about a week and a half and we had to pay the government to do it as well, which is kind of frustrating. So we paid like an extra thousand bucks for them to look at it and say, "Okay, you're fine," but we got we we got clear. Uh, I, I'm sure they were sniffing for drugs and, and all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. They want to make sure that when you hit the question block, that you know, drugs don't pop real, out. Real, real mushrooms don't come out. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> now, yep. I'm really excited to ask this question. Um, yeah. Because I I think of it every time I see like a fan store or or something that specializes in in something really odd. Why yeah. lamps? Yeah. So the the real inspiration was my co-founder's two-year-old son. Um, he he wanted to my my co-founder wanted to make a a lamp that was touch sensitive for for him that would be really intuitive and and interactive um, that a, that even a two-year-old could understand. And we were just talking about ideas of what could be fun, and, and this idea came came to our heads, and and that's where it really started. Awesome. Okay. That that makes complete sense. Having one of those, he, uh, I, I could see how having something that you could just kind of touch to to turn on and off makes a lot of sense coming from that that space. And it, it's, I think it looks fun too. Yeah, he, it, it is a lot of fun. Um, we the first time that we hung it up, we we hung it up in tech shop, the the place where I was prototyping it, and it just people came from all areas of the building and started tapping it and just big grins on their faces. And to this day, that, that lamp is still hanging up there uh, two years now. And um, it, it gets, it's probably been hit like well over a hundred thousand times. It gets hit by, by <laughs> at, at, uh, at probably 
actually a lot more than that. It probably gets hit about a thousand times a day. Wow. So it's like one of those crazy like seat tests that the 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 safety exactly with the cars. Okay. <laughs> exactly. We know that so, it, it is going to last the test of time right here. So you actually have that that actually catches me a little bit. To be honest, we have replaced that lamp because sometimes people come in and over enthusiastically uppercut it. Um, and <laughs> so to be honest, and our, our original our original design was it was kind of fragile. We were we were using um, some brittle materials, and so we actually had to re replace the lamp about once once every six weeks. But that's just from somebody getting crazy on it. Yeah, it was it was generally somebody would would come to us and apologize either they for themselves they, they, or they for their they for their friend. Ryu, and then it's all shuriyuken and over with. <laughs> yep, yep, that's exactly right. All right, now looking at the pictures of it, is it is it bright? It's it's bright enough to light a dark room. Um, like it's it's brighter than a nightlight for sure. It, it you would you wouldn't. It would be hard to get to sleep if it were in the room next to you. Um, okay. But it's not a. It's not so much that you would that you would light a room with it. Um, it's really it's it's really kind of an interior decor item. Um, if you're if you're thinking about it from like a putting it in your apartment or or, or adding some style to your home, something like that. Uh, it's 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 more for for looks than for function in terms of the light. Okay. So how many would you need, theoretically, if we were creating a video game room uh, that was inspired yeah. by, you know, maybe a, a character that exists out there in the ether? I th how I think, many lamps would we need to light I think, it? Oh, to light the room, to like light. in a really nice way? Yeah, like um, some so, good mood lighting. So we, well, okay, there's, a, there's, there's mood lighting and then there's epic lighting, uh, if that makes sense. I'd say with, with mood lighting, there's three epic, or four. What is epic lighting? So, so the reason I say that is that for a, for a photography shoot, and you can check this out um, on our website. We have some, we have some picture, pictures of it. We set up about 15 lamps in a row, um, mm -hmm. and it was, it was just an awesome site. So we got some really cool pictures from that. So I, I, I hope I, we actually have one customer in Taiwan who bought 10 of them. Um, I hope he's not reselling them. I hope he's, he's going to put them somewhere in his house or office or something like that. Definitely, yeah. So, so fifteen or so to to have epic lighting. Yeah, that would be pretty. That would be pretty epic. I think that if you if you had three, that would be pretty awesome too. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So, uh, when did uh, your Kickstarter actually start and end? So we ran a Kickstarter between July. I'm sorry, June 18th and July 18th, we ran a 30-day Kickstarter. Okay. And um, we we put a lot of prep into it, so really we started we started work on it in February of uh, of this year. Sure, sure. And you guys, uh, major major Kickstarter. Uh, why why did you go with Kickstarter? Um, at the time, it was about traffic. What what turned out to be a good decision there was that um, we we got a lot of our initial press from Etsy a year earlier. Uh, so we threw it up on Etsy and that was when a lot of blogs, um, caught it, caught attention and, and really we, we made front page of Reddit and, and all sorts of stuff that really drove traffic to us. Hmm. When we launched the Kickstarter bloggers didn't really see that as a, as a really important step. 
Um, what, what we were doing with the Kickstarter is that we were reducing the price. We were built, we were upgrading the material so that you could uppercut it, and it will and it will survive. We actually have a video on our website of the lamp being thrown off of a six six floor or six story building and surviving. Um, yeah, so I, I saw this is the egg test. Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw that picture or egg that testing. that video. Um, does it actually survive? Because the video kind of cuts off before you can really see yeah, it. Yeah, it so. So it did get it got a crack through it, but basically there's um, the way that it's put together. If it, we don't want it to fail at the edges, like at the seams. And when we threw it off the building, we got a crack through the middle of the material. Uh, like, like basically, the that the bonding was stronger than the than the, uh, the material itself. itself. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. So that's like that's just like a really good sign of a quality test. We we hope that that fans and, and people who purchase them are not going to throw them off the roof of their houses, but uh, we'll, we put a lot of effort into making them stronger. So anyway, that was the that was the reason why we, we ran the Kickstarter in the first place, is to be able to make a larger run, to be able to in, improve the materials and the quality and the, those sorts of things. Um, but because we didn't get a lot of traffic, the it was important we didn't get a lot of traffic from blogs it was important to get natural traffic and the the particular kickstarter audience which is it's 18 to 40 kind of geeky um skewed male for sure we had a lot of traffic coming in just through the site and that was um that was really important for us to hit our goal and and exceed it okay um, so we don't generally get to, to ask, ask this question because a lot of people that we're talking to are in the middle of their Kickstarter. Um, and you know, whether or not they're successful is still kind of in the future. You guys have been successful. You've got 2000, uh, people who, you know, thought that this was a great idea and got a block lamp. What has it been like kind of on this other side of the Kickstarter process, talking to fans, um, fulfilling backer, uh, pledges and stuff like that. What what has that kind of process been like? So, to it it's it really started far before the Kickstarter, and that that I think that's really important for anybody who um, is serious about being successful launching, especially a product, is that we started talking to manufacturers almost a year before the Kickstarter launched, and so this was really a long process where the Kickstarter was 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 in the middle of of that entire process of of making this run uh, making this production run of units so when we we were kind of all set to go when the kickstarter launched all we needed was the money and we were ready and we were ready to go um once we once we got that we paid the supplier and basically i i bought a ticket to china and 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 went over there for the for the manufacturing and there's there's kind of a lot of stories i can tell from that experience but um, I had to go twice. That was something that I was really stubborn about. I thought that I could just go once and that we could set everything up and and it would work perfectly. Um, that was that was a little naive at the time. And a lot of friends who were in the business um, of making products were, advised me that I would probably need to go twice, and uh, and that turned out to be true. But it's it's a full time commitment at least part of the time, if that makes sense. Like you're not, it's, it wasn't necessarily something that I was doing for the, for the last four months solid, but for certain stretches, I was all question box lamps all the time. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, if you have a, if you have other specific questions about about that trip or about fulfillment, it's I mean it's been like a it's been a huge there's a there's kind of a huge scope of of what that meant over these last several months. So if you mm-hmm. if you have any specific questions, I can definitely touch on it. Um, well, I guess one thing is just uh, how difficult is it trying to to fill all the different reward tiers. So we were really um, having having talked to other crowdfunding campaign owners who who made multiple tiers. Uh, we were very intent on on making only a couple of tiers. So we actually we really only had two different um, tiers when it came down to it. One was the, the 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 production run version of the lamps and stands. And the other was a special edition version of the lamps that we would make in uh, in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and it, I, it was very intentional that we kept that to a minimum number. Uh, first of all, because if you look at the statistics on on uh, Kickstarter and Indiegogo and, and most campaigns, um, at least from my experience, most of the money is going to be coming from from one or two tiers. And that adding in all of these other tiers is nice from kind of a customer service and a customer experience pers- perspective. But uh, when it comes down to your ability to make good on the promises, it's it really just becomes a nightmare if you're offering too much. And um, I think I think this is true of most businesses in general. If you try to offer too much before you really get yourself running, um, you can crash a business very very quickly. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of crowdfunding campaigners have have experienced that, and so we we really avoided that by just doing two two basic sets of items. Okay, makes sense. I'm I'm still waiting on some concert tickets from a, a Kickstarter that I backed like two years ago, so I totally uh, get that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I yeah. I mean this. So if if you don't mind going on a tangent, um, oh, please. I, one of the things that I've done in between doing, doing the lamps is actually, I, I uh, started a, a meetup in San Francisco called the SF crowdfunding meetup. Um, I also run a couple of different hardware events in the, in the area where I bring in, um, I bring in experts from, from, uh, I'm sorry, the, the consumer electronics space and stuff like that to basically give people a sense of what, what it means to manufacture, what it means to crowdfund. W- w- what preparation really looks like and and how to succeed. Um, so I'm ve- I'm very aware of of can- of the campaigns that that have a tough time delivering. And I, I guess from from having done it, I definitely I don't knock them. I don't discredit them. I think it's a real a lot of the goals are lofty and are tough to achieve. Um, so I'm just I've been trying to to help others and to pass as much good information along as I can uh, in order to, in order to help the, the, the ecosystem of, of crowdfunding. Absolutely. There's nothing like learning from, from not only somebody else's mistakes, but then passing on the, the, the good things to other people to make sure that they, they're able to take advantage of that. Yeah. It's definitely not just about here's what's not, here's what, here's how to, here's how you can screw up. It's, it's not just horror stories. It's, it's also, um, it's also positive advice. Here's how we succeeded. Yep. So with uh, so with time running short here, um, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna jump into the end game. Um, okay. That's our our little end questionnaire. So first question: um, Who is your favorite video game protagonist? 
Oh, geez. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack, or I would get a lot of flack for this. Uh, if... It's okay. We don't judge here. I think it's I think it's Cloud. I just uh, okay. Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy. I actually possibly Chrono, possibly Cloud. I uh, cool. I had a lot of actually. <laughs> what's up? I should go with Chrono. <laughs> go with Chrono. All right, all right. Shit. <laughs> actually, I'm gonna just scratch those two off the table and say Sabin from FF3. Done. Perfect. I I'll take a bum rush any day. Excellent. Yeah, for, <laughs> right, right on. Exactly. I'm gonna Sorry about that. I, I'm gonna yeah, just scratch that whole thing from the right. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. You got to the right answer anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip that question. I'm gonna say, what's your favorite video game antagonist? Um, Kefka is the first person that comes to mind. Um, that's, let's that's see. That's the last person that done. You're done. You're all right. All right. Correct answer. I, I think Kefka is absolutely my favorite antagonist. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, for I, sure. Um, Tough to be. What? What's next? After after Block Lamp? Uh, yeah. So Globe Lamp. What's happening? So we're gonna with it's this company is probably going to be a, a pretty focused one. Uh, we're we're really just looking to to bring these lamps out. One thing that we're thinking about doing for next year is making an internet-connected lamp so that when you, you you can basically set it up to do something on the internet or 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 like take it will like when you hit it you hang it up in your house when you hit it it will do something and you can program it. Um, this will be like very I think very intriguing to developers just to kind of do, do an what's called an Internet of Things project. Um, so one of the thing one of the ideas we had just for our own purposes is setting up a camera next to it or like a webcam so that whenever somebody hits it, it takes a picture with the webcam and posts it to Twitter. Um, it's That's kind of good for us because we can use that as, as interesting PR and, and fun engagement. But uh, we, we think people could have fun with it. Like um, we've, we've had a lot of requests from people who work at companies where they want to hit it in order to record like a sale or something like that. I think I think people could, could get behind it and, and be interested. The other thing that we're doing is we're once we fulfill these order, once we sell all of these, and actually they're going really fast. There's only about 200 left right now. Um, once we sell out of those, uh, the next run is probably going to go to Amazon, and we'll be talking to to wholesalers like ThinkGeek, uh, Bat19, and others as well. Okay, all right. Um, with the uh, with the end of the year closing in. Uh, and and I, we're definitely in the middle of our game of the year talks. Um, what's what's the, your favorite game that you played this year? Um, probably, I think it's Bioshock Infinite. Uh, I haven't had the time to play a lot of games, but I did I did sit down and and just totally enthralled. Um, the mechanic story, everything. I upgraded my graphics card for it, and it, it was a pretty awesome experience. All right. Nice choice. Good choice. All right. Uh, we're going to go with our last two questions here. Um, okay. If you could do anything else, any other profession, no restrictions, what would you like to try? Mm. Not that I'd want to try, but what I want to be good at is I, I'm just I'm a huge fan of stand up comedians. I, I, I would never be a good stand up comic, but I, I am in awe of, of the really good ones. And so I'd say if like if I could just magically teleport myself into or I don't know. To turn into a, a, a really good stand-up comic, that would be a pretty incredible experience. Awesome. 
Now, th this next question, this is actually a question that we ask all the time. It has nothing to do with your lamp whatsoever to anyone listening. Sure. Sure. Um, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom and Toad reads over the Book of Our Deeds, what would you like him to say to you? Oh, man. Sorry, I just got another call. You're fine. I guess... God, I don't know. Can you, can you repeat that? Yeah, at, at the end of our I'm life, sorry. when we come to the Mushroom Kingdom, and Toad looks over the book of, of everything we've done, uh, what, what, what do you think you'd like to hear from him? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear that we put, this is corny, but that we put smiles on a lot of people's faces. Um, that's been, that's really been what's been totally awesome about this, this whole experience. And actually, something that as I move forward and, and if, if I make other products, that's, that's kind of my core goal is just make people smile immediately whenever they, whenever they interact with, with something that I, that I build. That's, if, if, if I could know that, if, if, if Toad could, uh, could be all knowing and be able to confirm that, I think it'd be a, a big win in my book. Coming from the dad of a two year a current two year old, smiles <laughs> count for a lot. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. absolutely. But that's it, man. That's uh that's the end of our end game. Thank you very much. Cool. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, John. Really no problem. It. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, if you could just let our listeners know uh, where they can find out more about uh, the question block lamp. Sure. Uh, head to 8bitlit.com, and uh, they might go fast. There, there's only a few left now, but um, we'll we'll have information there. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Really enjoyed our talk, and uh, best of luck uh, in selling out the rest of your block lamps and in your crazy internet idea that sounds pretty awesome uh we'll be using that stuff when we're you know wearing bio shoes it's gonna be great science fiction is here sounds excited <laughs> all right thanks guys take it easy you too thanks so much, man.